Turn to M3 and Karen B for this week's episode of Comply on the Fly. You'll get quick and timely answers to the most common employee benefits compliance questions so you and your business can keep moving ahead. Please note this podcast and the contents herein do not constitute legal advice. Please seek the advice of counsel for any benefit compliance related implementation, guidance, or strategy. Hello, everyone. I'm Karen B. And the comply on the fly question of the week is what is a SAR? And what do I do with it? First of all, SAR or S-A-R stands for Summary Annual Report. And it is something that is generated by a Form 5500 filing. Taking a step back, remember that ERISA or the Employee Retirement Income Security Act requires plan sponsors of not only retirement plans, but also welfare benefit plans And those typically are your health insurance, dental, vision, disability lines, and life insurance to file an annual report regarding the types of benefits offered under the plan, commissions paid, fees paid, and premiums paid. And this all must be reported to the Department of Labor. For welfare benefit plans, the 5500 filing requirement is triggered when there are 100 or more participants or employees, not covered lives, participating in the plan on the first day of the plan year. If that threshold is met, a 5500 is required seven months after the end of the applicable plan year. Once completed and filed, a summary annual report is generated from the information reported on the 5500. The SAR must be then provided to plan participants, just like any other required ERISA document, such as the Summary Plan Description, or SPD. It only needs to go to the participant or employee, and not all family members. So mailing is not necessarily required. Delivery can be by hand, via mail, or electronic delivery. If you choose electronic delivery, ensure that you are following the DOL electronic delivery requirements. Regardless of the method you use, make sure that you have a way to prove that you provided the SAR to specific individuals. A sign-off for hand delivery, a tracking document for mailing, or a printable listing for electronic delivery. By all means, do not just post the SAR somewhere without notifying participants individually on where the SAR is located and can be found. One final thought regarding SARS is regarding delivery to terminated employees. Since the time period covered by the SAR is always the previous plan year, the technical answer is yes, it must be provided to the actual participants in the plan or plans for that particular plan year, including terminated employees and COBRA participants. For terminated employees, best practice would be to provide the notice to the last known address of the former employee. And that is your comply on the fly question of the week. Thanks for tuning in. What's on your mind? If you have a pressing compliance question, send it to askkarenb at m3ins.com. We'll do our best to cover it in an upcoming episode. You can now follow and subscribe to Comply on the Fly on Spotify, iTunes, and Google Podcasts. Make sure to tune in next week and encourage others to join us.